Welcome, everybody, to the number one podcast in the world. You can prove it by going to iTunes and looking up comedy. And guess who's the number one podcast on iTunes? The Michael Dupree Variety Hour, always and forever. We are famous around the world. I was just at a red carpet event with Bruce Willis, good friend of mine. He took me out uh, to get some caviar afterwards. It was some of the best squid I've ever had in my life, and uh, we fell in love that night. Um, God, I can't believe I'm saying this on the air. We got married, and uh, he died in a boat accident. So now I have to bury my husband. Rest in peace, Bruce Willis. Rest in peace. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. We have a wonderful show for you today. We've got two excellent guests on the show my first guest his name is robert brown he is a method lawyer with sexton and brown law firm how hey, is it going robert mikey brown? good to see you today bud good to see you robert what's up hey not too much you know it's just another beautiful day here downtown in the motor city it is a very beautiful day uh i have a question for you uh to write to start off the bat to write off right off the bat you're a you're not a regular lawyer that is correct. You're not like a um, regular attorney. You're not Sam Bernstein. You're not Jeffrey Figer. No, both good friends of mine, but I am not really? them. You're a method lawyer. That is correct. What is a method lawyer? Well, you know, some people think our methods are a little, you know, unorthodox. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after I graduated top of my class from Wayne State Law, mm-hmm. I went out and good studied school. with the best, mm-hmm. Lee Strassenberger. Lee Strassenberger. Yeah, he's like the guy that pioneered the method lawyering technique. Mm-hmm. So what is method lawyering? Method lawyering, well, okay. Pacino, De Niro. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Daniel Day, freaking Lewis. Oh, method actors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best method actors in the world. Exactly. The only way they know how to get into their roles is by getting into the thoughts, mm-hmm. the feelings, the emotions of that role. Uh-huh. So, as a method lawyer, you have to get into the role of the people you're defending? Exactly. Oh. So, how do you go about doing that? Well, you know, just for example, mm-hmm. I had a friend that needed a little help. Mm-hmm. He was going through a tricky divorce. Divorce is never good. No. So, what I did is I found out what mediator he was going to have, and I ended up divorcing my own wife. Wow. It was tough, but she knows the business. I mean, that's the business. Is you guys uh, ever make up? Never. No. You're just done. We're done. Wow. But it turns out I had the exact same mediator. I lost my house in Ferrari, but I saved his. Wow. That's really awesome. Hey, you know. So now you're both just two uh, single men back on the back on the prowl. Yeah, you know. What are some of the other uh, uh, times you've had to get into a role? Yeah, you know, we got assault, you know, petty oh. larceny, stuff like that. Tell me about an assault case. Well, you know, we don't get into, and, you know, we do have a couple of rules here. We have no sexual assault, no assault against women. Murder. No murder. Mm-hmm. And no DUIs. Okay. Because yeah, that stuff's not cool. That's all bad. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're talking about isn't really cool, but those are especially not cool. Yeah. But everything else, 
you know, that's uh, unfortunately my partner, Mario mm-hmm. Sexton, couldn't be here today. He's uh, he's off on a shoot for about six to nine months. He's doing a thing on location. So oh, a method, a method lawyer on location. Yeah. Ooh, that might be fun coming out of the woodwork. Can't talk about it though. No, I can't talk about it. There's some legal ramifications. Mm-hmm. Well, that that kind of brings me to my next question is. You, as a method lawyer, you are defending someone who, say, robbed the bank, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, so you then have to go, in order to fulfill your method lawyering requirements, have to go and rob a bank yourself. So do you then also have to defend yourself, or are you uh, immune as a method lawyer? Well, I'm immune to the things that affect me. Mm, not not picking up what you're saying. You're not getting the legal jargon here? No. Well, basically, I will take the brunt of it to help out the client. Oh, so you take all the blame? Correct. So you only have to defend yourself? Correct. How does that work? Well, you know, we have what some people call mug, mug shots, you know, yes. and rap sheets, but mm-hmm. uh, we prefer to think of them as uh, headshots and oh. resumes. Uh-huh. So it's like an acting thing. Ah. I see. So... Uh, someone comes in, they, uh, they assaulted someone at a bar. They, they beat them within an inch of their life. So then you go to a bar, they come to you, and they, they ask you to defend them in court. And you go to the bar, and you beat someone within an inch of their life. Is the person that you're beating an actor as well? Oh, no, they, they, they could be anybody, you know. So they're not an actor. They, they're, well, they could be an actor, but not, they're not acting with you. Correct. I see. So you beat someone within an inch of their life, you get arrested, yes? Yes. And then you're being, you have to, so how does their case get thrown out? Like, how does that work? It's a bunch of legal stuff, Michael, that, you know, you're just not privy to. Try me. Well, okay. Have you ever heard of the case of Davies v. Bickers? Yes, I have. You have heard of that one? Wow, most Classic. people Yeah, most people don't know about that. Yeah. You know, you got to find the loopholes in all, you know, you got to look it up basically. Mm-hmm. That's half of lawyering is looking it up. Mhm. So you got to find precedents that will defend your status. So in in Davies v. Bickers, uh Davies, he uh uh, th- pushed De Bickers out of a plane when they were skydiving together. Correct. And Bickers was suing him. So you, w- did you defend one of them? I did not. No, that was uh, before my time. Oh, was that uh, Strassenberg? Yeah, it was Strassenberg. Uh huh. Okay. So um, he then had to push someone else out of a plane. Correct. Uh huh. So, but I mean, they bo- uh, both of them ended up dying at the end of that case. Yeah, that's why I became so famous. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I guess my biggest question is why would you prefer method lawyering where you can get yourself in so much trouble uh, when you could just be a regular lawyer? Well, that's a good question. You know, I've always been, you know, like I'm in it for the reviews, you Mm -hmm. know, and we have so many satisfied customers that come back and give us five star reviews. Oh, it's like a white glove kind of thing. Correct. And I mean, that's what I'm in it for. Mm -hmm. You know, we we also do pro bono work. Pro bono work. Correct. What do you mean by that? Well, we had this Wayne State student come up to us, and uh, she basically had to declare bankruptcy. She racked mm. up fifty thousand dollars in debt. Oh, geez, that's all. That's pretty typical, though, for a college student. Yeah, and she would. You know, she was filled with shame and guilt, and she didn't mm-hmm. want to tell her father. So, you know, she was going to have to file for bankruptcy. And I said, you know what? I'll take it. You filed for bankruptcy? Correct. I donated all my liquid assets to a Haitian charity, sold everything in my name, and declared bankruptcy the next day. How did that help her situation? 
Well, you know, it's funny you say that because with method lawyering, sometimes you you might get a little bit too into your role. Mm-hmm. So uh, she actually ended up the next day apologizing to her parents, and her dad just paid off all the money anyway. So <laughs> to you, but you were bankrupt. Correct. Wow. <laughs> well, now I know for next time. Yeah. Now you know not to do that. And how, have you been uh, able to pick up the pieces since then? Yeah, I live in a Gulf Stream now, kind of down by Belle Isle. So <laughs> you're making your way back up. Yeah. Ah, are you okay? Doing, doing, doing better than uh, some of the people I see out there. Yeah, that, that's a good way to look at it. So, um, have you ever like done any time for your method lawyering? Have you ever gone to prison or anything? You know, I've I've been on shoots that have lasted, you know, nine to nine months to twelve. You know, I think the longest was uh, I did a long two year shoot. You know, what do you mean by shoot? You know, like a on location. You know. So you look at your method lawyering as like, uh, like is it actually being filmed? Sometimes, if there's a reality television show that's uh, getting involved, but like a quality assurance kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, so, as as a method lawyer, uh, is where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself doing this forever, or do you see yourself maybe moving on to to acting and film or or Oh, I would, I would never want to move on uh, that far. You know, I, I, this is my passion. This is my life is doing this. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I can't see ever not doing this in my life. It's just something you love doing. Mm-hmm. All right. That's very, that's very noble of you. I mean, not everybody can do this kind of work. It that's, isn't for everybody. No. Um, has, have you faced a lot of like ridicule and, uh, or, well, sure, there's going to be haters out there, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you get the occasional bad review, but, you know, you just got to shake it off. You know, you can't, you can't be a, f- you know, everybody can't be a fan of you. Yeah. You know? I mean, do you ever consider the fact that, I mean, you might be contributing, you, you're, you're actually doubling the, um, or not doubling, but you are adding a certain amount of crime to the streets uh, instead of so you're contrib- actively contributing to crime by at method acting method lawyering like this well you can look up the crime stats I mean they're big as they are you mm. know so hey <laughs> I mean but you are still exponentially adding to it by a small percentage probably well I mean how yeah, many look uh, it up how many me- how many method lawyers are there in the world oh there's tons really yeah there's a union Really? Yeah, the Milg. Because you and Sexton are the first ones I ever heard of. Oh, really? Well, and you know, Strasenberg. Well, <laughs> but he's like the grandfather. He's world famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Milg, the Method Lawyers Guild of America. Milg. Yes. It's a, that's a rough name. Milg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying milk when you have a cold. Yeah, I mean, I didn't come up with it, so. Huh. So uh, Milg is the uh, Method Lawyer Method. Lawyers Association of America? Method Lawyers Guild. Method Lawyers Guild. Okay. Yeah, MLG, Major League Gamers. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, so I, what – okay, so you started going to uh, Wayne State Law, uh, not wanting to – not necessarily even knowing what method lawyering was. I didn't. You know, I did my undergrad up at Michigan State, mm-hmm. did political science – started clerking up at the Ingham County Courthouse and realized, you know, I needed a new direction. Mm-hmm. So that's when I came down here to Motown, the Motor City. Oh, ooh. And, uh, you know, it was here that I started hearing about, you know, the whispers in the background in the library about this method lawyering technique. You know, it's kind of underground. It's not for everyone. Mm-mm. And so I started reading up on, you know, Lee and his work out there. And I, you know, I had to get in. 
I made that my goal to get in and learn this technique. So I, I you still haven't sh- expressed to me the value of having somebody be a method lawyer for you rather than just getting like a regular attorney. Like what is it about a method lawyer that's better for me if I'm in finan- if I'm in legal trouble than a regular old lawyer? So when you have somebody, you know, you want somebody to be your, you know, your friend, you know, yeah. you could, you could call Sam Bernstein. Like I said, good friend of mine, Jeffrey Figer. Figer says he'll fight for you. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Mm, I mean, about as much as I believe any other lawyer. Well, see, that's why you don't have that trust. Because what, what has Figer ever done? Mm, he's a pretty successful lawyer, isn't he? That's debatable. <laughs> he's got a TV show. Hey, we've got commercials that run. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Well, on what channels? Uh, usually they're on from about 2 in the morning till 6, anywhere we bought that time slot. And any channel? or uh, uh, ABC, NBC Affiliates, and Fox. Okay. Channel 2. So, yeah, like the, around the infomercial times. You Correct. You come in between there. That's not bad. Pretty good time slot. Like People keep their TVs on when they fall asleep and maybe wake up and need a method lawyer. Correct. But it, uh, so, it, so the only reason that I should take you over a Figer or a Bernstein or, or some other law firm is because you're more sympathetic. And I know what it's like to go through it. Exactly. Mm. Well, I'm not as like me say, I say I got in trouble for hitting someone with my car. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'd be as concerned about someone knowing what I was going through as I would be about having someone who knows the ins and out of the legal channels to help me get out of this, uh, going to prison for a while. Well, like I said, you know, I've already been citing cases today. You know, we graduated top of our class at Wayne State Law. Mm-hmm. So ha, we, trust me, we look it up. We look it up. You look it up. Um, so when what is the most, like, uh, edgy case that you've had to work on? The one that you kind of were like, I don't know if I can go through with method lawyering on this. Well, you know, we did have a former associate. We used to be Sexton and Brown and Layman. Oh, Sexton and Brown and Layman. Correct. Normally it would be Sexton, Brown, and Layman, but... Sexton and Brown and, and Layman. Layman. We're all in this. We're a team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he actually defended uh, started defending a meth cook. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it, like I said, sometimes you get way too deep into your role. He did some research. He sold some meth. And now he's, uh, yeah, he's retired from the method lawyering game. He, Is he just do right straight up meth dealer? Yeah, he's, uh, he's actually on location for about 20 to 30 uh, in Jackson, Michigan. <laughs> on location. You really do the, uh, all the, um, uh, you really do use all the. But see, I don't like that. talking about the negatives. You know, I, yeah. I like talking I mean, about you got to kind of talk know, about the collateral a little bit, though. I mean, but surely, you know, some of the best, the pioneers out there, you know, we're talking Edward Norton, Esquire, Sally Meadow, mm-hmm. Judge Joe Brown. I bet you didn't know Judge, judge Joe Brown's a method lawyer. Former method lawyer, oh, now be- judge. Became a judge. Wow. Interesting. Uh, any interesting uh, stories you've heard from him doing method lawyering? Well, you know. Edward Norton Esquire, you know, you should see him just transform. Wait, Edward Norton, the actor? Oh, Newton. I'm sorry. Oh, Edward Newton. Okay. Oof. <laughs> I thought you were saying Edward Norton, the famous actor. No, he's that? a good. He's a good actor, though. Yes. Yeah, he had a case. Oh man, I'll tell you. With Edward Newton or Edward Brown? Edward Newton. Oh, did I say Edward Norton again? <laughs> Edward Newton. What was his case? His case actually had to do with. He had somebody that was convincing him to blow up buildings. Can you believe that? That's pretty bad. Yeah. 
And so he had to do the exact same thing. So he had to blow up some buildings, and how'd that go? It went pretty well, actually. <laughs> he blew up some buildings. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know if that goes, if I'd consider that going well. It's pretty rough. It's pretty bad. Hey. <laughs> Let's hear about some of the things maybe that you've run into in uh, your uh, time, Michael. Some things like what? Ever run afoul of the law? Uh, I've gotten into a car, uh, car accident before, mm-hmm. and uh, I've gotten a speeding ticket. So, I mean, even like those small things, like I didn't need to get a lawyer for that. Well, no, I actually want that my, for my car accident. I got kind of snuffed by a, a, a lawyer that was attorney, uh, appointed to me by my uh, uh, insurance. Oh yeah, you had, you had some problems with an attorney. Yeah, there. I did not no. get a, did not go well. Hmm. They they kind of threw me under the bus a bit. Oh really? Yeah. I'm I'm you know that hurts me inside to hear that. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean I could have probably uh, used a little bit of uh, empathy there. Empathy. Someone who could see what I was going through. Compassion. It kind of makes me feel a little bad. Yeah. I wish I'd known about the method a lawyer offices of Sexton and Brown before. Yeah, I've actually gotten in car accidents, and it wasn't even for a case. So, yeah, <laughs> I can feel your pain there. Did you have to get a method lawyer to defend you? No. Luckily, I could get those settled. Oh, okay, good. Very good. Um, have you ever had a case where you've had something that you did, and then you needed the, someone to defend you? Yeah, that's what, uh, you know, luckily – we used to have three. Now we have two. Mm-hmm. You know, usually he's my guy. You know, Sexton. Mario Sexton. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got each other's back. Like I said, we used to split things. We used to defend each other, have each other's back. You know, that's good. So you guys get along really well. Oh, uh, we share a trailer behind the garden bowl. Why does uh, uh, Mario Sexton have to share a trailer? Well, you know. We used to have our own individual trailers, but we thought, you know, that was a little too, you know, egotistical. So, mm. so you don't make a lot. Of, did you make a lot of money before you liquidated your assets? Uh, you know, I was doing pretty well, actually. Yeah. Did you did you live in a trailer before then? Well, yeah. I mean, I used to live in Bloomfield Hills, but after I went declared bankruptcy, now I live in that Gulfstream. But why does Mario uh, Sexton have to live in a trailer? Well, because you know that's just the way it is. That's the business. What do you mean? The biz, as they call it. Did he have to liquidate his assets as well? No, but, you know. Solidarity. Yeah, exactly. I see. So he's still got a good amount of money. Yeah, he's still doing quite well. He's just living in a trailer with you because he's your buddy. Correct. That's good. And where did you say he was right now? He's on on set? Yeah, he's on location. He's doing a shoot. Hmm. Uh, So you don't actually mean like a real like television shoot. Yeah, you know, like a a regular just six to nine month shoot. Yeah. Oh, regular. Is that like average? Yeah, it depends, you know, depends on how many cases you've had against you, what you can get proved, what you can wheel and deal with the judge. <laughs> so do you guys do cases all over the country or mostly? No, no. Basically, you have to get your license. We are only licensed to practice in Michigan. Got it. Is that typical for lawyers? Yes. Mm, okay. Why is that? Well, you know, there's different states have different laws. Ah, uh, so it's like you can't know all the laws for every no. state. I'd hate to be a lawyer in Pennsylvania. What's that? They have a lot of laws. Really? What are some of their... They have a lot of weird laws? Yeah, they have a lot of weird Quaker laws. Quaker laws? Correct. Like what? I believe one is you can only bring your wheelbarrows out on certain times on Sunday. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) I wonder why that is. Yeah. Oh, those crazy Pennsylvanians. God, I wish you could just take... Throw Pennsylvania into the ocean, huh? 
Well, with global warming, that might be the case sooner than later. <laughs> you think Pennsylvania is going to be the first to go? I think groundwater is going to come up, drown out Pennsylvania. I heard it was first Florida, then Pennsylvania. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. You know, Pennsylvania, they think they're safe. They think, oh, we're landlocked. We're fine. Watch it, buddies. Watch it, guys. So uh, if you could uh, give a three-word reason, just three words of why people should choose method lawyering over regular lawyering, just what would those three words be? Compassion, empathy, knowledge. Very good. Very good. Well, we are going to take a very brief break. Thank you so much for being on the show, Robert. We Are you going to stick around, help us interview our next guest? Got plenty of time. Great. All right. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to have another fun guest on the show for you. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider on the galaxy and inside of the galaxy. What is your favorite thing about this beautiful blue-green orb? Tweet at me at Michael Dupree VH and let me know. Let me know. I am sitting here with Robert Brown. He is a method lawyer at Sexton and Brown. How did you enjoy the break, Sexton or Brown, Robert? Jeez. Yeah, I really like this area here. You know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you took a good 35-minute uh, walk. Yeah, just right around the whole perimeter, the we're whole campus, reliving some memories. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for you to come back, and uh, you, you really you really put us behind. Yeah, I apologize for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your apology. Um, and I am also sitting here with Nigel Thompson. He is a former lawyer at – not lawyer, former janitor – at uh, Apple Apple Studios. That's right, Abbey Road Studios. That's right, Abbey Road Studios. Uh, and you consider yourself the thirty seventh Beatle. The thirty thirty seventh Beatle. Thirty seven. That's amazing. It, it, so, are you officially uh, like? Is there a wiki or anything of you officially being the thirty seventh Beatle, or you, is that just self proclaimed? It's something that I keep track of mm-hmm. personally. Um, there's some very well known. Uh, Numbered Beatles. Mm-hmm. The first four, of course, you know. John, George. John, uh, pa- Paul's first. Paul. Paul's, Paul's first. Paul's always first. I always thought John would be first. No. No, you're John, wrong. Paul, 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 George, Paul, John. John, Ringo, George. George is last? George is last. What? Ringo is last. Everyone See, knows Ringo's last. Actually, jo- what, isn't Ringo fifth? Because Paul Best, or Pete Best. Is Pete Best in there somewhere? Absolutely. It's not chronological. What oh. you have to understand, it's it's important. A matter of influ- a letter, uh, amount of influence. Ha- exactly. Got so it. Pete Best is in there, but he's later. Okay, so uh, what is it about you that makes you the thirty seventh Beatle? You were, you were there when they were uh, when they were I was making there, their music. Absolutely, it was mopping the floors. Mm-hmm. Mopping, pretty much just mopping floors is what I did. Mm-hmm. But. I became, I like to think, friends with the Beatles, mm-hmm. even though they forgot my name pretty much every time that mm-hmm. I went to go talk to them. Is, is, that, is that so? It's absolutely so. See, here's the thing. I gave them ideas for most of the songs. Really? 
Yes. What songs did you uh, give them ideas for? Well, Eleanor Rigby. Have you heard of that yeah. song? Eleanor Rigby uh, fighting a church and walking through a steeple. Well, th- absolutely. <laughs> but those weren't the lyrics that I came up with. See, oh. what hap- I'll tell you what happened. One day, I was mopping the floor in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, but Paul was in there. And oh. I heard Paul. And I said, hey, Paul. And he didn't answer. Yeah. So I said, Paul, I got an idea for a song. Do you want to hear this idea for the song? And he said, all right, mate. <laughs> and so what I did was he I said, like absolutely. Not happy to hear I it. think he wasn't too into it. Yeah. But once he heard it, obviously he liked the idea because he used it. Yeah. So I said, hey, Paul, listen to me song here. So I'm mopping along, and so I'm singing. The, so I start singing. I go, Eleanor Rigby, she's awesome. She's the greatest, isn't she? Yeah. And so I was, that's all it was. It was a real simple song. Really good. And, and Paul took it. And next thing I know, it shows up on the record. And I didn't get no credit for it. Oh, so you're, you're a little upset that you uh, you came up with these ideas for them and they they didn't show you any gratitude. A little, a little bit, you could say that. I mean, are you also a little excited that these songs that you kind of coined have become some of the most popular songs in rock and roll history? I like to think so. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell people. So, you know, that song was my idea. Eleanor Rigby, um, Strawberry Fields. Oh, you came up with Strawberry Fields Forever. Absolutely. Uh, I went in the bathroom one, t- <laughs> one time. Yeah. There was Paul again. It was John this time. John. Absolutely. I said, oh. hey, John. He didn't say nothing. Nope. And I said, hey, John, i got an idea for a song. Do you want to hear it? And he said, all right, Nigel. I'll listen to your song idea again. It's fine. See, the thing was, I did this quite frequently. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, and, you know, they would come around eventually. So I said, here's my song. Strawberry fields, strawberry fields are awesome. <laughs> and that was it. It was a real simple song. Yeah. And John didn't say nothing. He just walked out of the bathroom kind of glaring at me. Mm-hmm. And did he wash his hands? He didn't. Wow. He was not a hands washer. That's just, he never washed his hands? He, no, he said um, it had something to do with um, something the Maharishi told him or something. That's disgusting. Is disgu- very. He was a disgusting man, great musician, mm-hmm. but uh, hygienically not 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 so great. Hmm. You know, it sounds like we might have a copyright claim going on here. Uh oh. Oh, you're a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Brown. He's a method lawyer. Oh. I could use your help. Most lawyers I go to, they don't want to hear me. Are you talking about suing the Beatles? Well, or I think the the ones that are left? Well, they, well, them they're my friends. I like to think. Mm-hmm. But would they think? I don't really know. I mean, I send them Christmas cards every year, mm-hmm. and they don't really send anything back. So maybe we're not friends, but. Since they're not replying to me, maybe we need to get their attention with some legal action. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe. Again, I've thought of it, but no lawyer seems to think I have a case. I mean, the estate of John Lennon alone, you know, is is, is just astronomical. Yeah. Uh, so what what what's something that you... How would you get into method lawyering uh, suing over a copyright case? Well, you know, it's one of those things where I just have to, you know, come up and write a hit song real quick, you know, just just crank one out real quick. I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, so you could steal one of his songs and <laughs> you could sue yourself. I would never do that to somebody as honorable 
as Nigel here. Well, if it's for the cause for me to get some money, if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do. See, here's how it works. You go into the bathroom, I'll be mopping the floor, and I'll say, Hey, lawyer, I've got an idea. Then you don't say anything, ignore me, and then I'll say, Okay, here's me idea for me song, and I'll just start singing it. Mm-hmm. And then you begrudgingly say, okay, and then you leave, and then you and rip you it off. And you wash your hands. Always. If you don't want to be like that, blimey, Lennon. Yeah, you should wash your hands. And then you can take the song, make it a hit, and and then you'll know what it's like to be one of the Beatles. Steal the songs. Who could be the 38th Beatle? The, well, that's, that's already taken. There's a 38th Beatle? Yes, Yoko Ono. Oh. Is 38. <laughs> okay. Yes, she's 38. Um, so, well, let's go into a little bit about who the different Beatles are. So, obviously, the first four in whatever order you choose are Paul, mm-hmm. John, John, Ringo, and George. Ringo and George, absolutely. Who's the fifth Beatle? George Martin. Jo- George Martin? Absolutely. George R.R. R. Martin, the guy who wrote Games of Th- yes. Game of Thrones? Yes, George R.R. R. Martin. He was a huge influence on Paul um, recently with his um, his books, the Game of Thrones books. Have mm-hmm. you heard of those books? Yes, the, the Song of Fire and Ice and Game of Thrones. Huge influence. So we jump the head of the line. Paul loves that Daenerys character. <laughs> so George R. R. Martin is the fifth Beatle. Jumped up. And then there's just the regular George Martin. Who's George Martin? Who's George Martin? Well, he was this guy that I would talk to in the bathroom at Abbey Road Studios. He apparently was kind of like the boss who would like produce the records. Oh. He was kind of like the mastermind and keep them in line. I see. So what he, about Phil Spector? Phil Spector is nine. He's the ninth Beatle. He's the ninth Beatle. Who are seven and eight? Seven and eight is Billy Preston, Eric Clapton. Uh-huh. Then you have some other, some of the blokes in there, like Jeff Emmerich, Alan Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... Jeff Lynne? Jeff Lynne is, is 23. Okay. Um, getting back to my, my count up... <laughs> Number ten um, was was Joe in the cafeteria. Oh, Joe, he made excellent sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Integral part. Was he an official tenth member of the Beatles? Of- official, absolutely. Wow. Then you got Pete Bass, eleven. He's eleven. He's eleven. Man, so the person that was actually in the band. He's yeah, only the, the original drum set player, I think. Yes, chronologically, yeah. way up there. Importance got bumped a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's below the cafeteria little, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you gotta eat. So, going on to 12, mm-hmm. uh, John's gardener Oh, is it a state. Kept a nice garden. Kept a nice garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was... Um, Influenced the whole band. Absolutely. Robert. Robert Flash, who was huge gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoko Ono's hairstylist. She's 13. <laughs> she's, she's 13. <laughs> absolutely. But Yoko Ono's 38. Correct. Why is that? Because the hairstylist... Gave John an idea for a song, um, oh. the Ballad of John and Yoko. Oh, that's a good song. Yes, it was her idea. She's like, you should write a like a song about mm-hmm. how you and Yoko Ono are kind of, uh, you know, demonized a little bit. And, uh, Absolutely, you got your got a lot of attention. You just want to be happy together. Absolutely. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. So what are we on? Fifteen now. That was thirteen. That was thirteen. Okay, fourteen. Wait, one quick question before we move on. Okay, uh, put a pin in that we're on thirteen. So. Uh, <laughs> The uh, did they give credit to uh, the hairstylist? No, they didn't. Okay, no, they're not big into giving credit. They take 
In fact, all credit was consolidated down to Paul and John. Really? Yeah. I mean, there are uh, songs that Ringo and George are credited on. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Octopus's Garden. Um, that's mine, actually. You wrote Octopus's Garden, I too? I did. Same situation. You I were did. in the bathroom. And I was in the bathroom. Ringo was at a urinal. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I was mopping. Yeah. And I said, hey, Ringo, I got an idea for a song. He said. He didn't say anything nope. at first. He just <laughs> tried to ignore me. gave me the old sh- cold shoulder. Yeah. I said. It's kind of sad. I would expect Ringo to be the, the one that would be uh, the most, like, welcoming and warm. He was a little bit standoffish, you know. He's always beating his drums and <laughs> doing his thing. And you really had to get his attention. But I sang the Octopus Garden song to him. How, how did that go? Well, he said, talk to Paul. Paul writes the songs. I just sing them. Leave me alone. Wait, Keep I thought he wrote Octopus's Garden, though. Well, you know, apparently he thinks Paul's the guy to talk to, but, mm. you know, what happened was he turned around and he took credit for the song himself. He must have realized he had a real gem. Well, well how, did it, how did it go when you sang it to him? It's like, Octopus is garden, Octopus is gone. Ain't it great? Great. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. And I was like, don't even touch it. You got a hit on your hands there, mate. I like that version a lot better. I like that a lot more, Thank too. Thank you. I thought so, too, you know. I sang it to me wife, my wife. Like, wife. I don't want to go under the water, you know. Yeah, I just want to know about how it's great. Who wants to get wet? Not me. Who wants? I just want to hear about the octopuses, you know, and how they're great. Yeah. Most of my songs are about how great the thing is. Yeah. Eleanor Rigby, she's great. She's great. Wonderful. Awesome. Strawberry Fields, great place. Awesome. Octopuses Garden, hey, let's not talk about getting wet. It's just great. What about uh, back in the USSR? Didn't write it. You didn't write. That I wish one. I could. <laughs> I wish I could take credit. Well, that's not for one it. of their better ones. Not, so no, no. Um, although I did say to Paul, I said, "Hey, Paul, um, you know, you need to go international. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to think outside of the box a little bit." And so maybe that's where I got the idea got from. It. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't take credit for all their ideas, just most of them. Okay. Um. So, do you think you've ever been mentioned or even, like, brought up in a Beatles song before? You Any know... references to you? I've thought about it quite a bit. Um, I've listened to most of the records backwards to see if there's any hidden messages, uh-huh. like, Hey, thanks, Nigel, or something <laughs> like that. But, um, but I don't know. I have Nothing. a sneaking suspicion that um, Bungalow Bill is about, oh. is about me, maybe. I don't hey, know. Hey, Bungalow, Nigel. Exactly. Because a bill has an I in it and an L, and my name has an I and an L in it too. Whoa! Well, so it seems and bungalow has a G. Absolutely. See if you do a kind of an automatopoeia <laughs> of it or an anagram. Yeah, I'm sorry. there it is. <laughs> hey, I'm not a wordsmith. Yeah, I was I trying know. to think of the word too. I'm just a simple janitor here, right? And a songwriter. Absolutely. If you do a little anagram of bungalow bill and el- eliminate some letters and maybe add some letters, you get my name. So. Uh, so we left off at 13, Yoko Ono's hairdresser. Uh, right. Who's number 14? At 14, um, uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger's a Beatle. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect that. Well, he was kind of always hanging around, you know. Really? S- yeah, you know, he's supplying drugs. and uh-huh. You know, um, interesting story about Mick and Keith. I walked in the bathroom. They were there. They were not using the bathroom. They were doing... Cocaine. They were doing lots of cocaine. Uh-huh. Um, did you, did you offer them any songs? I did. Uh-huh. I said, hey, guys, I'm Nigel. I don't know if you know about me. I've written a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they ignored me. They kept sniffing. 
no one co- uh, acknowledges that you're there when you first walk. No, in. no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but then I said, "Hey, I'm just gonna sing this song for you. It's called um, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Listen to it, Jumpin' Jack Flash. She's great." <laughs> it was like really kind of short and to the point, and I think that was the start of punk. It's <laughs> like really quick songs, and uh, Keith, he just looked at me, and he said. What are you talking about, mate? I don't even want to hear what you're talking about. We're doing cocaine. Mick and I, be, we're do, leave us alone. And um, and I said, Very I have. Very blunt. What's that? Very blunt. Very blunt. That's, that was Keith, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just how Keith was. Yeah. You know, I knew the man. I mean, that was the only time, I guess, I talked to him. But I felt like I knew him. And that was Keith. You know, he just got to the point. So, next thing I know, Jumpin' Jack Flash comes out. One of the most popular songs in rock and roll history. I mean, it was a little longer. It was a little long for my yeah. taste. Yeah. And um, it didn't really talk about how great Jumpin' Jack was. But whatever. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've I've got a very vast footprint. I see. So if we want to sue the Beatles, I'm thinking maybe we can sue uh, the Rolling Stones as well. Did, the Rolling, did uh, Mick and uh, Keith ever actually clean up for themselves? Did they ever what now? Clean up after themselves. When oh, they, oh, no. You had to clean no, up God, no. Yourself. No, they're filthy. They definitely didn't clean their hands. You definitely need to sue them then. Absolutely. I mean, it was traumatic seeing all that drug use. I mean, do we have a case here? I think we've got plenty to go on right now. Mm-hmm. So Good. if you want to understand what it was like to be them, you had to not you only do a write a song, you got to do a lot of cocaine. I mean, can you do that? Off the record, yes. <laughs> Off wow. the record. You are, you're a lawyer. Yeah, you are mm. very loyally. Mm. Um, so Mick Jagger, number fourteen. Mick Jagger, number fourteen. Number fifteen was Celine Dion. <laughs> Celine Dion, huh? Yeah. She, when did she wasn't popular until the eighties, yeah. A- absolutely, nineties, nineties, yeah. but um, the film Titanic and the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Ringo was a huge fan. Uh huh. Um, and you know, I was a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wrote Ringo a letter. I said, hey. I know you like Titanic and Celine. I'm thinking we should bump her up the list. And um, he didn't respond. But, you know, I maintain the list. So mm-hmm. I just bumped her up there. Uh-huh. I said, you know, so this isn't it. an official list. This well, is it's all official your... to Nigel. Yeah. It's a Nigel official list. And yeah. listen, I know these mates. They're my mates. All right? Celine Dion's your mate? Oh, no, the Beatles the are your Beatles. mates. Yeah. The Beatles are my mates. Mm-hmm. I like to think Celine is a mate as well, even though you she's... You met her? Well... Not technically. No. I mean, technically, yes, but not real. I mean, she didn't say anything to me. I got close enough to barely, you know, touch her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you couldn't go in the women's restroom. No. When no, the women were in there. No. See, what happened was with Celine, I'll just tell you, she was playing in Omaha mm-hmm. in 95. Nebraska. In Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got me a job in Omaha mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, at the arena, the Omaha Arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm mopping the floors backstage, uh, and Celine goes in the bathroom, and uh, I said, just through the door, because mm-hmm. like you said... Can't go in there. Can't go in the women's restroom. Not when there's women in there. I said, hey, Celine, I got an idea for a song. Do, would you like to hear it? And she said, no! Oh, so she responded. She responded. She was, the, you know, she was the first one that just kind of let me have it right out. <laughs> um, and so I laughed meekly. Yo, so you didn't even give her a song idea? No, I didn't even give her a song idea. What song would you have given her? Uh, I probably would have given her um, this one I've been working on. I don't know if I want to disclose it. Um, 
it's kind of a very special song to me. It's called My Heart Will Go On. Mm. She already wrote a song called Your Heart Will Go On. Shut up. Yeah, it goes, uh, every night in my dreams I hear you, I'm, I see you, every night my heart will go on. See, that's not how mine went. How'd yours go? Mine went, you know, my heart will go on, it's great, it's great, and that was it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a little bit shocked that, I don't know, she must have heard me singing it to myself while I was mopping the floors. She took it. She took it. It's kind of rotten. Can we sue her? We can We can add as many people to this suit as we want. Class action. It's the opposite of a class action lawsuit where one person is suing a whole bunch of people. You're the lawyer. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm kind of questioning whether you're a good lawyer or not. A company action. Company, company action. action. Yeah, I like that. Of course. Hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> so... Um, so Celine's fifteen. So, Celine's fifteen. Mm-hmm. So um, sixteen is um, Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Um, not gonna ask about that one. Nope. Just like it's gonna <laughs> Does take it, make it off. Sense? I, that's what I say. <laughs> Seventeen. Um, going on to uh, Marianne Faithful. Who's that? Marianne Faithful. Who's Marianne Faithful? She was a, a, an English singer before your time. Yeah. Um, she hung out with Keith and. And Mick, and so by proxy, hung out with the the rest exactly. of the Beatles. Exactly, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, eighteen. 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 Uh, another janitor that yeah. I worked with. <laughs> I almost feel like you need to go to school for seven years to learn how to take care of this list. <laughs> it's you know I've, I memorized it and I work on it every night. Really? Well, you amend it every night? Or not necessarily amend it, add, but you just... Add on to it. Add on to it. We're at 1,732 <laughs> bills. <laughs> we'll be able to get up to all that. That's right. Um, but the other janitor's name was Mel. 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 That's Mel, right. last name? Uh, uh, Mel uh, Triggersmith. Mel Triggersmith. Mm-hmm. That's a it's more of a nickname, Triggersmith. Mm-hmm. He always carried a gun around oh. with him. That's right. I think he picked that up from Keith. Keith Richards always carried a gun around with him? Absolutely. He had a shooter on him all the time. Hmm. I think he showed Mel a shooter, so he always had a gun around. Um, and, you know, he used that gun to get some of his ideas in the Beatles songs as well. So I'm happy for him, you know. <laughs> what are some of the ideas that Mel Triggersmith came up with? Um, he had some pr- some of the good ones, like um, Let It Be mm-hmm. was his idea. Was, did his version go, like, closer to the real version? It, it was actually... Word for word. Really? Word for word. I guess that's word. what happens when you have a gun. Absolutely. Maybe you should have brought a gun to work. You know, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could still get a gun, and I could still maybe go to Paul's house directly with... Would that be Mr. Lawyer? Would that yeah, be you just a, might want to stop that story right at that point right there. <laughs> I mean... Just go to his house. Just do it. Hang I, out. Nike. Happiness is a warm gun. That was another one of mine, too. I forgot That was yours. That. That I would have expected mine. that to be from Mel. Well, it's funny because I wrote it right after Mel got his shooter. And oh. so it kind of gave me the idea got it. for it. Yeah. So what number was Mel? He was 18? Uh, he was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, going down to um, number 19. Uh, 19 was this uh, puppet. A, a puppet. It was a puppet. <laughs> it was this puppet that um, that George had around. His name was uh, his name his name was George. Coincidentally enough, it mm-hmm. was a little puppet mini that George. looked little mini George. Yeah, that he brought. A, 
He brought her on the studio. <laughs> yeah. And I said, make him a Beatle. Make him the 19th Beatle. <laughs> and George just, he didn't say anything to no. me. He just he just ignored me. And um, But I was like, little George, little George should be a Beatle too. So he's... he's He's nineteen, so uh, the Beatles didn't seem like they got, they liked you very much. N- you know, reflecting on it now, I'd say they were just indifferent. You know, they just it sounds wa- like they were actively ignoring you. Well, you'd say that, but then my my ideas would show up on the records, so they must That's have liked true. me a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if maybe they were writing these songs, and you might have caught a whiff of them, like writing them, and you you sang the songs. And that's why they were so put offish because you were co-opting their songs. Listen, mate, if we're gonna get into this, you know, if you don't believe me, you don't believe me. But I'm here to tell you, you know, I heard what I heard. Mm-hmm. And okay, granted, maybe, maybe a thing here or there got in me brain, and then I recycled it back and brought it to him. You know, perhaps. But I know I had some good ideas there. Do you still write songs? Absolutely. I wrote I write lots of songs. I wrote this new one last night. Actually, if you want me to sing that one to you. Please. This one's called Crazy Train. Okay. <laughs> crazy Train, Crazy Train. It's great. It's a great going after the rails of the greatness of the cra- Crazy Train. <laughs> so, you know that's a that's an Ozzy Osbourne song. What? Speaking of Ozzy Osbourne, he's the 16th Beatle. Yep. Uh, crazy train is a uh, cra- I'm going out the rails on a crazy train. Da, 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 da. You know, mate, you may have a point. Yeah, you know that song. I do now. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, may- maybe some of these ideas are kind of seeping into my brain, and I'm kind of passing them off as as me own. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, put in an objection here right now because oh, objection, Michael, 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 I don't like your line of questioning. Actually, oh, really, so, I don't. So I didn't. Look, I didn't look. ask a question. Well, just you were getting a little too you're towing the line a little bit there a uh, couple questions ago, Michael. So you just better watch yourself. What do you mean? Ah, I just didn't like the way you were trying to infer things on poor Nigel over oh, here. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll back off a bit. I don't that's I don't a, It's a good lawyer. Hey, yeah. Nigel, give me a dollar. Uh, <laughs> I I have change. I have a shilling. That works. A shilling for you. That is oh, your wow. shilling. Lawyer fees. Now I'm technically his lawyer. Yeah, now you have a lawyer and uh client privilege exactly wow so you can beat me up if you want so you just better watch yourself dupree all right <laughs> i'll be careful from now see on. i've kind of learned that you know whatever you want to be true is true you know in general it's in general yeah you know it seems to be the way of the world these days so maybe our perspective our perceptions are what our reality is there you go you know i mean whatever if i wrote all the songs i wrote them all there you go. I'm starting to think maybe I did. So uh, who's number twenty? Number twenty, uh, Roy. Uh, number number twenty is um, Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage. Right. Is that another Nigel? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Part of Brexit. Oh, I see. Part I was of it. Huge fan of Brexit, so I thought I'd just throw him in there. You're a fan of Brexit. Absolutely. Oh. Not the actual Brexit itself. The whole thing. The whole xenophobic thing. I don't like. I just like the name Brexit. Oh. <laughs> I like it. It sounds cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-one. Uh, Liam Gallagher. Who's that? In Oasis. 
Oh, the lead singer of Oasis. Right, right. He's a just a Beatles-y sounding musician. Absolutely, he sounds closest I've ever heard. So I thought I'll throw him in there. Twenty-two. Um, Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. Why does that sound familiar? No, he's another Oasis oh. brother of oh. Liam Gallagher. <laughs> okay, the brothers. Mm-hmm. Noel's always second best, so he gets twenty-two. Got it. Um, right. Uh, moving on, twenty-three. Uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's Bob a thir- Dylan gets twenty-three. Twenty-third Beatle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any particular story about that? Any interactions you've ever had with Bob Dylan? Well, I don't want to brag, but I wrote "Blowing in the Wind." You wrote "Blowing I, in the Wind." I wrote it. Wow. Um, I came to to Bob. Um, he was hanging out. First day basis. Yeah, Bob. Bob Bob Zim, as I like to call him. Um, you know, we were, we were hanging out in the studio. He was just hanging out when they were recording uh, Rubber Soul. Oh. And I said, hey, Bob. Again, bathroom. I said, hey, Bob. He knows me. Um, I said, I got this idea for a song. Uh, it's called Blowing in the Wind. Um, and he actually responded. He said, I already wrote that. <laughs> and I said, well, mate, I guess two minds think great minds think alike right you always have a sequel you know that's, that's not unheard of actually i don't know if you're familiar with the case marvin gay's estate sued yeah yeah uh robin thick correct yeah and robin thick didn't see would never steal robin thick is the 27th Beatle, by the way is he that's right <laughs> uh wait which one was uh bob dylan uh 23 okay that's right that's right and uh who's 24 oddly enough marvin gay <laughs> marvin gay is number 24 huh really very good. interesting 25 is Pharrell. Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26. Was Robin Thicke? Was, no, he's no. 27. Oh, he's 27. That's right. Okay. That's right. 26. Uh, tw- 26 is my mother. Okay. Wait, I thought 26 was Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. <laughs> Quit trying to confuse my client, Dupree. All Jeff right. Lynn is my mother. Oh, really? How does that work? Well... It's very simple. I saw I saw Jeff Lynn uh, in the bathroom doing it <laughs> during during a yellow recording. Yeah. And I said, "Yo, Jeff, will, it, will you be my mom?" And he said, "Nothing." You know. That's what I would say if someone asked me to be their mom. And then I said again, I said, "I said, Jeff, will you be my mom?" And he said... Did you try to, like, negotiate or, like, explain why you needed that to happen? Well, I think it was understood. You know, I was always hanging around the studio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of aimless drifter. And I need someone to be my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want a father because I had a father already. Yeah. Nigel Senior. Um, but I needed a mother. So I said, Jeff, will you be me, Mom? Mm-hmm. And Jeff said, um, after ignoring me, um, I said, yeah, I, I need a mom because... Um, because I need a mom. That's yeah. all there is to it. <laughs> and he didn't. And he's. And no, he said, yeah. He did. He said, he said, sure, mate. Will, will you just leave me alone? Let me keep doing my cocaine. I, s- I said, all right. <laughs> and and then um, and then he left, and I left, and he's my mom. Wow. Have you have you uh, spent any holidays with him? Uh, I I go there every Boxing Day to see him. Does he let you into his house? I usually get into the into the foyer mm. uh, his maid lets me in and then usually and then usually Jeff comes in in, in his in his 
in his boxes. And he says, what are you doing here again? And that's pretty much it. And then I'll leave. That's <laughs> Sounds how like goes. my mom. And I say goodbye, mom. <laughs> well, that's that's a very touching story. And I leave I leave a gift Oh, for Jeff. What kind of gifts? It's usually a, a song idea. Oh. And... and and a few of those songs that I've left for Jeff have become hits for him. Really? Like, uh, what? Mr. Blue Sky. You wrote Mr. Blue Sky? I did. Can't imagine uh, it wasn't anything like the way he wrote it, though. I, I thought it was similar, similar ideas. Mm. Like, Mr. Blue Sky, you're great. And that was, you know, it was pretty much it. Um, Living Thing. Um, what was the other one I wrote? Um, I don't know. You know, ELO songs. They all sound the same. They all sound the same. Yeah. You know. I was the one that told mom. I said, "Mom, you should put like an orchestra in your songs." Yeah. And she said, <laughs> "You're saying you're referring to Jefflyn as a she now." Yeah. She's he's me mom. Yeah. You know, he's my mom. So yeah. You know. You know, so, it's crazy too because with all these stories you have, I almost feel like we should also get you in contact with a publisher because you write these down into a book, you could sell these. Mm. You're the most. You must be the most influential person in all of rock and roll history. You know, I'm not into you know the business. You know, I just. I mean, I want the money, but you know, I need someone to manage all that for me. Yeah. You know, so I mean, if you can be my lawyer and be my manager, that'd be great. I can put you in touch with a lot of people. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think you're feeling it too, yeah. So 27 is Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke, right? <laughs> and who's 28? Oh God, it's so hard to remember sometimes. Oh. Um. Oh, that's right. It was me dog. <laughs> Your dog. It was me dog. 28 That's Beatles. right. That's right, Paul. His name is Paul. I uh, named him yeah. Paul after Paul McCartney. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a sheep dog, just like Paul's dog is a sheep dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, twenty-nine is is me dog. Um, oh, that's twenty-eight. Twenty-eight is me dog. That's mm-hmm. right. Hey, you know, the list is evolving, and mm-hmm. sometimes you Changes know it's hard to keep it straight, right? Yeah. So twenty-nine um, is actually another animal. Yeah. Um, it's a bird. Okay. That comes around me window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every morning. Zero influence on the Beatles. Well, you know, he sings. Oh. Does he sing Beatles songs? I hear Beatles songs when he sings. Absolutely. He's a British bird. He's a British bird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a British bird. But when he sings, it doesn't sound British. Mm -hmm. It sounds like an American. Margaret Thatcher was a British bird. Absolutely. Who, by the way, oddly enough... Is the, the 30th Beatle? It's the 30th Beatle. Wow. <laughs> really? I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. That's right. Why well, is Margaret Thatcher the 30th Beatle? The Iron Lady. I mean, she's just a good bird. Just a you good know, bird. It's like, you know, you put the bird in there, and you're like, well, let's just keep the bird theme going. So we just kept it going. <laughs> um, you know, you got to keep the birds. Which brings me to 31. Um, Roger McGuinn, who was in The Birds. Oh, you know, I said thirty-one. He's had a bird thing going. Had a bird. It was a phase. It was a phase. Again, probably not much influence on the Beatles. Uh, you know, the net. Who knows? Beatles maybe had some influence on him, but yeah. Um. You know, um, thirty-two. Um, 
Alice from Alice in Chains. Alice, <laughs> Al- Alice, right. the concept of Alice, right from the band Alice mm-hmm. in Chains, which I thought was very Beatlesque. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is Lucy, Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds, uh, in there at all? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um, five hundred and thirty-two. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she's less important than right. Alice from Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not so important. Um, <laughs> where are we on thirty-three? I think. Yep. Uh, the, the band Weezer. The band we the whole band. Not any one member. No, just the whole band. Yeah. Huge fan. Mutt flows there for them. 34. Come up with any Weezer songs? Uh, I did. Um, the Sweater Song. Mm. Um, now, I didn't actually sing the song. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Rivers Cuomo when I was mopping the floor. I said, Rivers, check out me sweater. Mm-hmm. It's coming undone. It's got a little fray here. If and you next pull it. If you pull I'll it. Be naked. Right. Next thing I know, it's a hit song. It's like, what, you know... Were you naked? I, I was. I mean, generally, I'm up. I'm up naked. <laughs> That's why people ignored you, probably. You think so? Were you officially employed by uh, Abbey Road Studios? You don't have to answer that. I, I mean, I think so. It's kind of one of those things where I showed up naked with me mop, and no <laughs> one said nothing. I just let it happen. Um, I felt like pay for me was just being around these people. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't get paid. Well. How'd you make a living? Not with, not with shillings, but more how to make a living. Mm-hmm. Well, I found found a little cubby there at the studio that I just kind of got myself mm. you know, a nice little sleeping nook. No rent. No rent. And I usually just would, would eat little scraps and crumbs that the Beatles would leave over from their from the meals mm-hmm. so that kind of kept me going why Why are you naked? I feel like it you know kind of puts me in touch with the mopping mm, okay. I can really feel it you're you know? not naked right now no no you see when I leave the studio I usually put on clothes oh okay that's, that's, more right. Acceptable. that's right you know that's not completely unprecedented in the English case of Studer v. Jantz oh, uh, it is possible for a non-paid employee to sleep in the building really? Mm. It's good to know. Hmm. Feeling it. So Should he's completely in the clear. <laughs> um, so that was Weezer 33 or 34? 33. 33. 34. Okay. 34. I have this memorized. Um, Cynthia Lennon. Cynthia Lennon. And mm. that's, uh, ooh. John Lennon's first John wife. John Lennon's first wife. That, didn't, mm-hmm. that did not go well. That's right. Just gave her, like, mm. are you crying? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that was rough. Cynthia was very, um, she wasn't treated right. No. I feel like. Not I'll get you a tissue. Thank you so much. What's a used <clears throat> tissue? <sighs> it's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used to used things. So um, that was 34 and 35, which is uh, Sean the, Lennon. La- the last one before you. No, Sean th- Lennon. Sean Lennon. Okay. 30, 30, 35? That was, that was uh, yeah, 35. There's 36 still, too. Thank you. Um, uh, thir- thir- 36. Um was um Julian Lennon. There we okay, go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Julian Lennon. Julian Lennon's last. Right. Mm-hmm. Um 38 is um after me's um that was uh some it was there was, you already said who 38 was. I forget who it was now though. Was it Mark David Chapman? No, I don't think no, so. No, okay. No. This is List when is you evolving. wish this is when you wish you had a court reporter that was back there, you know, yeah. keeping keeping notes i'm sure someone out there i mean i'm sure we have a huge demographic of court reporter listeners on the show so mm. i'm sure it's somewhere it exists somewhere out there please tweet at michael dupree every single number 
of every single beetle. Please. At one at a time. I think it was some... I think it was Bob Dylan? Maybe no. No, Bob Dylan was like earlier. 23 or something like that. Anyway, that is the current... Okay, so who was the very last beetle? You said it was that like 1,000 something... 1,543. Yeah. Um, just added it, mm-hmm. actually, last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he was... Um, he works for Comcast. <laughs> I was talking to him last night mm-hmm. on the phone. My cable was out. And I said, you need to fix my cable. And I said, what's what's your name? Tell me your name. I want to speak to your manager, but I need your name first. His name was... Um, his name was Ted. His name was Ted Johnson. Oh, okay. That's right. I said, hey, before I let you go and talk to your manager, I want to let you know you're on my list. And I think he thought that was bad. Yeah. But it was I, a good thing. I would take that as yeah, bad. Yeah, it's a good thing. He's on the Beatles list. He's here. in the Beatles. That's right. He's a member of the Beatles. 1,543 Beatles. That's right. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's ever possible for like all the members of the Beatles, except for you know John and George, to get together and do a huge concert? Why wouldn't John and George be there? Because they're dead. What are you talking about? John Lennon, shot in the head in 1980. Uh, George Harrison died uh, of cancer in 2002. Um, oh, my God. You didn't know this? I didn't. People don't die when they're on the list. What? When you're on the list, you're immortal. The well, I guess not, because jo- John Lennon died in 1980. <sighs> well, they're off the list. <laughs> so they're Everyone off, gets bumped up one. They're off the list. Sorry. You're number 35. Sorry, mates. Hey. I'm getting bumped up. There you go. I didn't think about it. That I'm not so sad no more. Marvin Gaye's dead too, isn't he? What? Yeah, Marvin Gaye died too. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't... Well, I'm sad, but now I'm happy because I'm getting bumped up again. 34. There you go. Nice. All right. Yeah. And just for the record, I've got Pharrell on my 2017 uh, celebrity death list, so mm. you never know. So he's really? still alive. He is for now. Pharrell oh. is still alive. Okay. Bob Dylan still alive. Yep. Celine Dion. Celine still kicking. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke, Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Keith Richards is dead though. No. Keith no. Richards is alive. Wow. Wait, Keith Richards wasn't on the list. <laughs> he was. Mick Jagger was. They, they were both on the list. They were together. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> they shared a spot. Yes. It's, sh- it's still shocking. Just to like me. all of Weezer. Yeah. We, we, right. Right. Mm-hmm. No one. In the, I noticed no one on the Who has been on the list so far. Don't like those guys. They're not on the list no, at all. Don't like them at all. Wow. Mm mm. Kind of mm. sad. No, they just locked me out of the studio, and and the bathroom. Tom Petty on the list? Yes, Tom Petty is on there. Figure all the traveling Wilburys are on mm-hmm. there somewhere. Right, all the traveling uh, Bob, uh, Jeff Lynne, me mom, <laughs> George. What? Well, George is off. R- Roy Orbison. Roy. Roy. No. Yeah. yeah, George is off. Yeah. Yes, Roy. Roy is actually kind of up there. He's um seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah, right, that's not right. bad. It's, it's I good. think that's old. He's in general right now. That's right. <laughs> Actually, no, he's dead. Is Roy Orbison dead? Pretty sure. Yeah, Roy Orbison's dead too. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I got some letters to write. <laughs> I didn't realize all these people were dead. Yeah. Roy Orbison's dead. Oh man, I wrote Pretty Woman, by the way. Mm-hmm. You wrote Pretty Woman. I did. <laughs> same same kind of situation. Same situation. Um, Roy. Um, this is before Roy was a big star. I was mopping the floor. At a, uh, at an Exxon gas station, mm-hmm. and uh, Roy um, stopped by. Um, he's using the bathroom. Uh, it was just a one-person bathroom. <laughs> Private. 
Right. But I was in there mopping. Yeah. And he came in. I said, hey, mate, it's all right. You can use it. And so he's in there with me, which was kind of awkward. Um, You're said, already naked. I'm already naked. I mm-hmm. told you, yeah. It's, it, I, um, you know, I'm up naked. I said, Roy, I got this song. It's called Pretty Woman. And it goes like this. Pretty woman, pretty woman. She's great. <laughs> it's, a l- it's a little whisper at the end. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, you know, he laid the guitar on it and it just became this thing. Yeah. And it was a hit. Um, great. It's off the list. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. He's off. No more. No more. Uh, do you have any que- any questions before we get going for um, before Nigel here, uh, Robert? I think we're good. We're gonna speak offline about this. Okay. I think he's got a case. All, All right, right, great. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. It thank has been you. an absolute pleasure. You guys have been so delightful. Um, make sure you guys uh, uh, follow up with Sexton and Brown's uh, Method Lawyer Law Firm uh, for any of your lawyering needs. Uh, if you ever need to commission someone to write a song, make sure that you reach out to Nigel Thompson. Throw it. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for being on the show. We will be back next week with more fun. Bye. Here we go on the tragedy setting of our lives. Whispering low like the morning she woke up in my arms. I know that she's got big plans for me and I can see them in her eyes. 
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.